It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Thursday, July 28th, 2016. We have a big ship schedule today, 22 vessels. We have in our marine weather forecast weather that's pretty similar to yesterday. A small craft advisory for winds in effect through this evening, and north winds 10 to 15 knots, gusting to 20 and even 25 in the afternoon. So, um... Today we're going to talk more about the journey of the historic wooden ferry boat, the Tourist Number 2, as she travels south along a challenging coastline between Puget Sound and Astoria. But first, let's take a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. Nine inbounders, six in the Astoria anchorage, and seven outbounders. Lots of ship-watching opportunities today. Well, our first inbounder is the ATB, Articulated Tug and Barge Rig, the Ocean Reliance. She is a Crowley maritime vessel arriving from Anacortes, Washington, headed for Portland. Her cargo is petroleum. She'll pass Astoria around 6.30 a.m., and you might see her in the Portland area around 12.30 p.m. today. The Harmony Ace is a bulk, actually is a car carrier arriving from offshore headed for Portland. She has Hondas on board. She'll pass Astoria around 8.30 a.m. and arrive in Portland around 2.30 this afternoon. The Pan Viva is arriving from China headed for Rainier's Anchorage. She's going to Kalama eventually to pick up uh, corn, soy, or wheat, maybe some combination thereof in different cargo holds. She'll pass Astoria around 9 a.m. You might see her in the Rainier Anchorage by about 12.30. The Sakura Dream is arriving from South Korea, a bulk carrier headed for Astoria's Anchorage, but she'll be going upriver to pick up wheat eventually. Look for her dropping anchor off Astoria around 10.30 a.m. The High Endurance is arriving from San Francisco, headed for Portland. I think she's a petroleum tanker. Passing Astoria around 7.30 p.m., we might see her in Portland by about 1.30 a.m. on Friday. The Lady Marit is a bulker arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. Going upriver to pick up wheat, she'll arrive in Astoria's Anchorage around 11.30 p.m. The Manusos P is uh, arriving from China, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, another ship that will eventually head upriver to pick up wheat. And she will also arrive there around 11.30 p.m. Although, you know, when ships arrive or depart around the same time, they do pace themselves so that they're, you know, a couple miles apart on the river usually. Uh, The Golden Ginger is arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, eventually going to Kalama, another corn, soy, or wheat ship. She will uh, arrive in Astoria's Anchorage around 11.30 p.m. And the SBI Hermes is a, a bulker arriving from South Korea, headed for Vancouver to pick up bentonite clay. Have I made enough kitty litter jokes this week? I really kind of enjoy that. That's uh, one of the many uses of bentonite clay. She's arriving uh, in Astoria around 1.30 a.m. on Friday, passing by and headed for Vancouver. Look for her there about 7.30 in the morning on Friday. In the Astoria Anchorage, uh, the Galleon will be heading for Portland around 10 p.m. today to pick up wheat. She'll uh, arrive in Portland around 4 a.m. on Friday. That leaves some vessels awaiting orders. The Liberty Island, the Hanjin Hadong, the Ruby Inda, the Beijing 2008, and the SSI Triumph. And our outbounders, the African Jay, is leaving Portland with soda ash on board. Uh, departing around 4 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10 a.m. The Everbest is leaving Vancouver carrying wheat at about 9 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 3 p.m. The Port Alfred is leaving Portland carrying wheat at about 11.30 a.m. and passing Astoria outbound around 5.30 p.m. The Friendly Seas is leaving Portland carrying wheat at about noontime, passing Astoria outbound around 6 p.m. The Saga Frig is leaving Longview carrying logs. She's departing around 2.30 p.m. Might see her pass Astoria around 6 p.m. And the Siang Tan heading out of Vancouver, Copper Concentrate on board, I think, there. Leaving around 4.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10.30 And the ATB Pride is leaving Portland 
petroleum on board there, uh, leaving around 7 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 1 a.m. on Friday. A little more about our marine weather forecast. Uh, The wind will start out from the north today and then back around to the northwest later on uh, as the gusts increase to 25 knots. Wind waves from the north 5 feet at 4 seconds apart and northwesterly swells 1 feet high at 7 seconds apart. Well, yesterday I talked with you on the ship report about the journey of the historic Astoria Ferry that is right now traveling from Puget Sound to Astoria. The old ferry, one of the original wooden boats that took passengers across the river between Astoria and Megler, was the only way to get across the Columbia River in Astoria before 1966, when the bridge opened. A nonprofit group of Astoria citizens is buying the old ferry and has arranged to bring it home. Yesterday I talked about how the ferry captain had decided to turn back initially earlier this week because of rough conditions and spent the night in Port Townsend, Washington. Wednesday morning they set out again, this time aiming to make it out into the ocean. One issue for this trip has been weather. Not so much rain and stormy conditions which we're used to, but wind and waves that could be daunting for a shallow draft boat that's built really for river travel. Small craft advisory conditions were in place yesterday in the ocean for wind and waves, and a small video the captain sent from the boat that was posted on Facebook showed considerable chop even in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. The ferry spent last night safely docked in Nia Bay and is expected to stop in Gray's Harbor today. So they're taking the journey in legs and stopping to rest. That sounds like a great idea and very prudent in the windy conditions we've been seeing offshore. The story of the ferry's journey made me think of something I've talked about occasionally on the Ship Report over the years, and that is the scarcity of safe harbors along the Pacific Northwest coast. For comparison, let me describe to you the waterways where I grew up on the East Coast. Great South Bay in New York, a boating paradise just off Long Island, where the barrier island of Fire Island creates a sheltered bay that is pretty much perfect for boating. In this temperate, gentle environment of muddy salt marshes and plentiful estuaries, if you were out boating or sailboarding, as I often was there, if you got in trouble, all you really had to do was head for shore. There'd be a sandy beach, a placid marsh, or a dock on somebody's property, or a town dock where you could tie up your boat. I doubt if you could go more than a mile between places where you could safely take a small boat and get it out of bad weather. In many places, if you fell overboard, all you had to do was stand up or quickly swim to a place where you could. No strong currents except in a few places that were well known, and the water, at this time of year at least, was always pleasantly warm. Where we are here in the Pacific Northwest, things are different in so many ways. Along the entire stretch of the Washington Pacific coast, there are only three possible safe harbors where the ferry could take refuge if anything went wrong. Nia Bay, Gray's Harbor, and Willapa Bay. As you go down the Oregon coast, it's kind of the same story. Many miles between ports, and to access them, you have to get across a forbidding bar that can eat boats alive on an ebb. I imagine that this scarcity of safe harbors on our rocky coast here in the Pacific Northwest is part of the reason why the Coast Guard is so very busy here. Unlike where I grew up, where the shoreline was likely going to be a safe place, the shoreline here can be the end of you and your boat, smashed on rocks or pounded to pieces by the surf. Most places along the coast are no place for a boat. So skippers here plan carefully and strategize where they will go if something goes wrong. 
While preparedness is important when boating everywhere, it's especially important here. If you can't rescue yourself, then the Coast Guard will do their best for you, but in some cases, people end up having to give up their boats in order to save their lives. So it's important to maintain a healthy respect for the maritime environment here. The water is cold and the conditions can be unforgiving. I'm glad the ferry captain is taking his time. We'll have plenty of time to enjoy the tourist number two when she's here in Astoria, safe and sound. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>